With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, welcome in. This is All Ball, and uh, it's an All Boss Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Gottlieb. Thank you so much for downloading, subscribing, rating. Uh, our numbers continue to jump, and uh, we're, we're really proud to be part of the Herd Podcast Network. Quick reminder, if you love all sports, and we do do a bunch of basketball, we also do football and occasionally baseball. These knuckleheads finally getting back on the baseball field. You can tune into the Doug Gottlieb Show daily, 3 to 6 Eastern Time, 12 to 3 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, or Wherever you download podcasts, you can download the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast as well. So, Hoop is back. We're like a month out. And uh, my guest today is Mark Turgeon. Now, it's not an NBA guest. We will throw some more guests at you, and I think you will love it. But uh, we're going to talk to Turge a lot about kind of his upbringing as a player and a coach, growing up in Topeka, Kansas, playing for Larry Brown, coaching with Roy Williams, and then becoming a head coach in his own right. Kind of the, the juxtaposition of uh, of those two coaches and those two styles is is fascinating to me. Uh, but before we get to Turge, and I think you're really going to enjoy the, the, uh, the, the interview. Let me, let me give you a, just a couple of thoughts about the NBA getting back underway in Orlando. I've said it before on TV, on radio. And I think on this podcast, I'm not a proponent of the bubble idea. I think it's one of those, Hey, two and a half months ago, this was a great idea for two and a half months ago. But as time goes on and people start to go out and about, there's a reason so many people are popping up and testing positive for COVID-19 because we're no longer under quarantine. Athletes are not at a, a great risk. They just, the, the numbers don't tell you. And 
if you're going to have them away from their homes, which you can, it, it provides them not, you know, seeing their parents uh, or, you know, some of their loved ones or whatever. I mean, look, there's ways to do this at home sites like baseball is doing. I don't understand what basketball is doing. Baseball, obviously not a contact sport. Basketball is a contact sport. But I feel like the quicker you get back, the more we could have been treating guys and getting them through this. And, and, and you know, now you run the risk of players coming down with COVID. If they can come down with COVID-19 while they're there, throwing a, a complete loop, complete wrench into what is a weird plan. Additionally, you're going down to Disney World, which as of now, the plan is for the place to be open with the exception of where the basketball bubble exists. That, that strikes me as odd. Um, you know, do I think players have to be around their families? And you know, many of them have young, young families. If you could do it, that'd be great. I think they're supposed to be in a four days quarantine, which is a lot. If you can do it, that'd be great. If you don't do it, you can't do it. Is it that big a deal? Right? Is it that big a deal? Because you've been home for three months. You've been around your children when normally you're in the meat of the season. Now, I know Giannis was a big proponent of having families there because he just had a baby. But, you know, like, look, if he had just had a baby, he would have been getting ready for the NBA finals anyway. Like, that's kind of poor planning. <laughs> it just is. And, and as for Avery Bradley, I I don't agree with the idea of uh, of trying to trying to have social justice and trying to find ways to donate your time instead of playing basketball because basketball is a distraction. I don't agree with that at all. I think it's an argument which I'm willing to nod my head and willing to listen. But then when I look at him, like, no, that's not really the best way that you can get be have your voice heard is to play in an NBA championship, isn't it? And oh, yeah, by the way, use all the money that you make or whatever amount of money you make and donate to causes. And then you're going to have a lengthy offseason at some point. So I, I don't. And and the problem with Avery Bradley's thing is not just that he's doing it for social justice. He's also saying, oh, yeah, by the way, my six-year-old kid has respiratory issues and he can't go, so we're not going to go. Like, which is it? Is Are you blaming your kid or are you blaming social injustice? Because you're splitting votes by saying both. No matter how real it is, I think he's kicking away a golden opportunity and look, he has a player option, so it's not like there's anything the Lakers can do if they don't want him back. But it would be very, very awkward to have him back next year, considering what they have to do defensively at, at the positions that he guards. I mean, Lou Williams in the Western Conference Finals is unguardable. Like, man, I wish we had somebody who is a great guard perimeter defender. Oh, yeah, what happened to Avery Bradley? Yeah, he's at home because his six-year-old kid from Austin can't make the trip. Like, what? what? Your kids can't make most trips. This one's just longer than others. So, so look, I'm going to call a little bullshit here on, on Avery Bradley. Like, you, you partnered up with Kyrie Irving and said that social injustice, you thought, think that this is a, a distraction to play basketball. Like, if, if that's your sole reason behind not wanting to play for the Lakers, thinking that's more important, I, I, I'll, I'll dismantle that in a second. Um, and I greatly disagree with it. Look, you're allowed to have all of these opinions, and I'm allowed to tell you I disagree with your opinion, and I think thing i feel like you're, you're wrong on this but whatever if that's your sole reason why are you throwing out that your six-year-old won't be able to like the idea your six-year-old was for people who don't know the rules are when your family flies there to disney 
they had to be quarantined for four days. Now, if it's quarantined within like your hotel room or your suite or whatever, four days with, you know, six-year-olds is oldest, so he's got younger, like, that sounds, a lot of people aren't bringing their kids, especially right away. They're not. So eventually their kids may visit them and they may, they may, they may lessen these rules. But the idea that you're going to be able to achieve social justice by not playing, I can't help you. I'm not sitting here saying that, that, and, and this is a big thing because I think sometimes when you portray things and you parachute in, you're like, well, it's God like this, is he that, is he whatever. I'm, I'm somebody that like anybody's against racism, against police brutality and thinks that there needs to me. I think there's gotta be a lot of change in the training. Um, You know, some of the laws, some of the drug laws are one of the reasons that the numbers have been so skewed, um, I I believe, against uh, black people and why their incarceration level is so high. There's some other things within the black community, which I've read. I haven't lived, so I can't necessarily express my feelings on because they're not my feelings. But I look, there's a need for reform. There's a need for reform. All of that said. You also need continued education and you need money for these things. And if you're as passionate as many of these men who are super successful are, look, I don't want to tell them how much money they got to give, but you really want to help. The best way to help is to win a championship, make it part of your championship run, make it part of your social media feed. You're able to broadcast yourself at any moment on your social media feed. You're able to broadcast whatever you want on any other media. Like we'll take any of these guys from their hotel rooms or whatever, like you have a way bigger platform and a chance to make a change, not just financially, but also with that platform. If you're playing, not if you're staying home and then he's not even saying he's staying home. He's like, well, it's one of the reasons I'm staying home. Plus I got a six year old that can't make the trip. Like, come on, man. And you got limited, maybe one chance ever to win a championship. Now he's got a player option with the Lakers. Yes. He's going to pick it up, but you know, how does that work if one, he gets replaced by somebody better of J.R. Smith, or if they go out and get Darren Collison and they perform well, do they even want him back? Or two, do you want a guy back who basketball wasn't the most important thing? I, I look, I understand that we're in this time where you're more than an athlete. You're allowed to be. But one of the things LeBron James says, and he's right, is keep the main thing the main thing. The main thing is hoop. That is the avenue that will lead you to these off-ramps of post-career success. These guys aren't keeping the main thing the main thing. There's nothing wrong with being a great basketball player, being one of the best 100, 200 basketball players on the face of this earth, and then using that and using success and chance to play for an NBA championship for all the things that you want to change in the world. I don't think this is a great strategy, and I think it's really a bad strategy to add in the kid thing. And what more to that uh, upcoming? But first, let's get to the head coach of the Maryland Terrapins, who won the Big Ten but didn't get a chance to show the world how good they were in the Big Ten or NCAA tournament. Here's our conversation with Mark Turgeon. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's welcome him in. He's he's Mark Turgeon, the, the pride of Topeka, Kansas. Um, first basketball memory is what? Oh, gosh. Um, probably playing in the driveway with my dad um, and my brother would be my first basketball memory. My dad was a good player and he was dribble between his legs and we were always trying to dribble like him and chase chase the ball between his leg and stuff so i was probably you know three or four years old uh remembering you know back to then all right you had uh four siblings your brother older or younger than you uh older brother older sister and then two younger sisters okay so your older brother what was your guy's relationship like like was he was he your idol did was he mean to you like what was what was that like growing up I think it was a little bit of everything. I think he was an idol, um, you know, cause he, you know, he wanted to do what he was doing. Um, 
I think he made me tougher because he was at times mean, but uh, I like to hang around his friends. So his friends were two years older and we were always out, you know, playing some type of sport. Um, so I, I think it kind of helped me grow up quicker, be a little bit tougher, um, you know, throughout the process. But yeah, always trying to do, you know, what he did. And he was always real protective of, of me too. I remember that as a child, he was always looking after me and making sure I was in good shape. When was the, was there a moment when you're like, all right, basketball is my jam? Cause you weren't, you weren't big. I mean, you're not big now. You weren't big growing <laughs> up. I'm just, was there a moment you're like, this is what I want to do? Yeah, I always liked it. Um, you know, like you said, I, 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 let me rephrase that. I always loved it. I just always remember playing basketball all the time. Whenever I could, I was outside playing uh, basketball. But um, probably didn't, you know, I was pretty young, pretty good at a young age, and then everybody kind of passed me by and grew past me. And I think it was probably uh, towards the end of my junior year of high school, I was like, okay, maybe I have a chance to play college basketball. Um, and I uh, grew a little bit, which helped, and had good teammates. And I was always a very confident kid, um, but I was also realistic. And then uh, probably towards the end of my junior year, I realized I had a chance to play college basketball. Uh, oh, okay, so your senior year. Did you commit before your senior year, after your senior year? No, Doug, I wasn't recruited. So <clears throat> I was uh, when I committed to Kansas, I was 5'8 and a half, 125 pounds. Um, it was after – my senior year, we had won back-to-back state championships. Uh, KU had let Ted Owens go and hired Larry Brown. So the timing was, you know, really good for me. He, like, you know, he was shorter, like shorter point guards. Thank God they had 15 scholarships back then instead of 13 that they have today. So I was the 15th scholarship. And um, it, was more, it was more kind of a one-year walk-on deal, but they gave me a scholarship uh, just to kind of prove uh, prove myself, and of course, everything worked out. All right, we'll, we'll get to the the college in a second. Okay, you mentioned back to back state championships at Hayden High School, uh, and I think as we've come to learn from the the president that that Kansas City, at least where Kemper is, is in Missouri. So, where is the is the state championship played in Topeka? Well, they were spread out all over. Ours was in Salina, Kansas. Oh, okay. I've, um, I've, I've played I played at the Civic Center several times. I actually played yeah. with the Salina Rattlers in the IBA for like a week. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so we used to fill that building. You know, we had a great following uh, when we played. We played, we'd fill that building up uh, for our state championship games. And, uh, yeah, it was a good run. It was, uh, we had a lot of fun. We stayed at the Red Roof Inn <laughs> uh, right on the highway there. And uh, I think we had four in a room. And, and uh, it was just, you know, a lot of fun. And we, and we expected to win. We had good teams and great coach. And, and we expected to win. And we were able to do it twice. Okay, so 1983, you show up on Kansas <clears throat> at Kansas as basically like a recruited walk-on. You know, we'll give you a scholarship or whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what do you? And obviously, you know, growing up at Topeka, and for people who don't know, it's uh, you know just what <clears throat> 30, 45 minutes, I think, from Lawrence, um, if I remember correctly. Is that accurate? Is that yeah. Driveway to my dorm room was twenty eight minutes. Okay, so you. Yeah. Wh- you walk into the fog. Um, yeah. what, what do you remember about your your first moments as a Jayhawk? Yeah, so my first day of pickup, we were actually at Lawrence High School because camp was going on. And I don't know if you remember Tony Guy. Tony Guy was a guy from Baltimore, was a great player. Uh, 
at Kansas. He was about six five, six six, and I ended up guarding him in the pickup game, and uh, he was destroying me. And uh, you know, the first day goes by, and I remember calling my dad, and I said, "Dad, this isn't going to work, man. I don't belong here. These guys are so much better than I am." And uh, he said, "Just stick with it and, and see what happens." And you know, we had great games. We had a lot of NBA players in town, a lot of former players in town, a lot of great players on our team. So it got real competitive. If you lost, you had to sit, you know, for 30, 45 minutes. So you always were trying to win. But uh, got a lot better that summer, got a lot bigger, a lot stronger. And, and uh, But I, I just remember being overwhelmed uh, that, you know, first few weeks. Sure, sure. I mean, I, that was really more practice for me. You were like, it's, you're making yourself sound like you were Robbie Benson in one-on-one. Do you remember that movie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, practice was the same. You know, first, you know, I realized that it wasn't high school anymore. Coach Brown was, you know, he'd get after you in practice. Uh, we practiced a long time. But I pretty much knew, um, you know, once practice started that I was one of the better point guards on the team. It was just whether I was going to get the opportunity. And, um, uh, you know, but I didn't know where I stood until our first game. We played our first game was against the five slam and jamma. Yeah, Houston. Who I, yeah, that lost the year before to North Carolina State and Jim Valvano in the championship game. And uh, we're on CBS Sports. And I just remember I was sitting on the bench. I was mad at Coach Brown. He started Tad Boyle or Jeff Gia, one of them, and then brought the other one in before me and then finally gave me a chance. I was so pissed when I went in there. I wasn't scared and uh, and played well. Uh, and then everything kind of went, went great after that uh, for me. Uh, that freshman year, but uh, we got rocked pretty good that day. So it was kind of, uh, you know, got to play against Keem the Dream and some really good players and, and realize uh, what it was like at that level. Okay, so um, what what was it like? Because Phi Sigma Jamma has become kind of this mythical, you know, the greatest team to, ne- mm-hmm. you know, to not have, have accomplished it. Obviously, the year before was the was uh, was the NC State thing. What And that was at Old Hoff Hines before they just obviously recently redid it. What was what was that team actually like? Well, Drexler was gone, um, so it was Alvin Franklin and Akeem and Akeem the Dream, and I don't remember who um, the other players were in that terrible. Uh, I was worried about the point guard, uh, but no, they they were talented and they were good and they whipped us pretty good. And it was our it was Coach Brown's first game, and to be honest with you, Doug, that was my first flight on an airplane. Um, flying down to Houston uh, for that game. So uh, there was a lot that happened to me. Uh, and then, of course, it was on national TV, CBS Sports. But uh, they were good. I don't know what they did that year, if they made it back to a Final Four, or, or you know, uh, which would have been 83, 84. Uh, but they were a good team. They were much better than us at the time. Okay, that team went 32-5. and five. <clears throat> They went 15-1 and one in the Southwest Conference. They won the Southwest Conference Tournament. They lost to Georgetown in the Final Four in the national championship game. Okay, they're pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. pretty. And we ended up, we ended up finishing second in the Big Eight. But you won the Big Eight tournament, won, right? Eight tournament, yeah, yeah. We won the Big Eight tournament, beat Oklahoma, um, and you know they had a great team, uh, Wayman Tisdale uh, and them, and we played really a almost perfect game uh, to beat them, and uh, you know, they had beat us about two weeks earlier in overtime in Allen Fieldhouse to, to win to win the league, and they cut down the nets in our building, and that didn't sit well with us, obviously. So we were pretty fired up to play them in the championship game. Okay, so 
I guess the, the 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 biggest question I have, and I've I've watched my dad actually grew up playing ball with with Coach Brown. Uh, I've gotten a chance, you know, when he was at SMU to cover Coach Brown, but you know him better, having coached with him, having played for him. Uh, when I mean, like, look, I love Ted Owens. He was always super kind to me. He's an absolute gentleman. But to go from Ted Owens to the very next year finishing second and winning the Big Eight championship, this is. This is obviously before you guys got got Danny. Um, what what was yeah. it? What what did what was it about Coach Brown that he was able uh, to, for example, at Kansas, turn it around so quickly? Well, we had good players, uh, one, but I'm not going to take anything away from Coach Coach Brown because we were young. Uh, Calvin Thompson, Ronnie Kellogg, and Greg Dryling were all on our Final Four team. Uh, their senior years were sophomores, and they they had terrific sophomore years. They had a senior in Kelly Knight, but. I think what Coach did that year was he adapted to his talent, and we played a lot of zones, and uh, that enabled me to play at my size. But uh, uh, he worked at it. He, you know, he had people come in, help him teach zones. He didn't like to play it, but uh, he was just a teacher. You know, he was relentless in individual improvement. He was relentless in one more time. Let's do it one more time. Let's run three down one more time, which meant you know fifteen more times. Um, and he was just relentless in that approach. Um, and, you know, because you were so drilled, I mean, you were just drilled. Shell drill was an hour, you know, and you know how tough shell drill is. Yeah. And uh, shell drill was an hour. And it was, it was, just, it was just relentless uh, in his approach uh, that way. Um, and then, you know, he would tear you down and build you back up, tear you down, build you back up. Uh, and then he'd make individually, he'd meet with you and you'd make you feel like a million bucks. So uh, that was his way of keeping you confident. But when you're in the middle of it, you really don't really uh, understand his expertise because you're just like a grinding next play. You're trying to survive his practices. Uh, but then as you get a little bit older and get to watch him and, you know, uh, as a GA and then, you know, being with him with the Sixers, you, you, you got to see that he was just, his mind was remarkable. Um, and the thing that made him special, Doug, is he, he loved the scrimmage. So we would do drills for hours and shell drills, and then we'd scrimmage for, you know, an hour and a half. Put 10 minutes on the clock, last one, and he, you know, I meant we, we were going to do four more of those, right? And we'd go up, back, up, back, like six crossing, which was a lot for him not to stop it. And he could remember three or four things from each crossing, um, and, and correct all of them. It's meant he stood there for a while, and that's why practices were long. But his mind was incredible. I think it was almost a blessing and a curse because he could see so much. Um, you know, and what you have to do early, especially early season when you're working with 10, 12 guys trying to get them ready to see both sides, the offense and defense. Not, if you're working on offense, still being able to see what the defense is doing. Uh, and he was a master at that, and his, his mind was incredibly sharp. Yeah. It, um, okay. So that year, Danny is at Lawrence High School, right? And Ed is on the staff. You know, like yeah. I've I've read season on the brink, so I know what it was like for Damon Bailey to be coming. You know, as like an eighth grade or whatever to Indiana. What was that like to have Danny Manning kind of waiting in the wings at K? Like this is before the recruiting. You know, recruiting became what it is today. What 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 do you remember about? knowing that Danny Manning was coming from Lawrence High School? Well, obviously we were excited because Danny was a great player, but we were more excited because we got to know him, and he was a great kid. 
and um, he was very humble. Um, was kind of a reluctant star, to be honest with you, because we you know we had, like I said, Greg Dryling uh, played in the NBA, Ronnie Kellogg drafted, Calvin Thompson, you know, really good players, and so Danny kind of wanted to take you know take his time, you know, growing into the role, but. You know, by the sophomore year, he was so terrific. So it was good. We knew we had a bright future. Uh, that first class Coach Brown brought in, brought in was actually the first one was me and Chris Piper and Cedric Hunter, who, you know, we're, we were all afterthoughts, and we all had pretty good careers there. And then the next class was Danny, Milt Newton, uh, uh, Shotgun Campbell out of St. Louis, Rodney Hall, the really, like, top five recruiting class in the country, top three or four or whatever. And, you know, Danny and Milt made it big. The rest of them really didn't um, uh, make it uh, because we had such good players. But, uh, you know, you could see it. We had Calipari, R.C. Buford. We had all unbelievable coaches, uh, Alvin Gentry, guys that were, you know, gone on and done tremendous things uh, in our business. Um, but, uh, yeah, we knew we were always going to have good players, and you knew you couldn't relax in the summer because Coach Brown was going to really recruit well, and you had to get better. Um, you get done playing in 87, you guys have been to a final four, uh, you're a team captain, you know, you're on the academic, all big eight team. Like you're, you're like a cult hero there. Right. And what, yeah. what made you decide to go into coaching? Well, it's kind of a bittersweet moment. I'm sure you've heard, uh, Doug, I was sitting, uh, in coach Brown's office after my freshman year and I was up to about 145 pounds. Uh, braces and acne all over my face and thought I was pretty good. And he goes, Turge, what do you want to do? And, and I'd just broken Darnell Valentine's assist record. As a, and he was a guy I idolized growing up. So I, I'm walking into this office thinking I'm this great player, right? And he says, what do you want to do? And I said, Coach, come on, I'm going to play in the NBA. And he looked at me and he says, Turge, you have no chance of being an NBA player. <laughs> he said, but I do think you can be a pretty good coach. And I, you know, I, I remember like, my mouth probably fell wide open and just like, holy sh! this guy just went right at me, right between the eyes. And by the time I walked out of that office, I knew I wanted to be a coach and I wanted to coach in college. And uh, we kind of approached it that way in the next three years. Um, whenever I was on the bench, I'd sit uh, in that first seat so I could watch him coach and listen to the other coaches. And, you know, I'd come early to practice and, and just be a part of different things. So, I knew after my freshman year that I wasn't an NBA player and to start thinking about being a coach. And it was really the best advice that a, that someone could give me at the time because I was pretty caught up in myself and was delusion, delusional that I had a chance to play in the NBA. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Um, okay. So you get done playing. How quickly did the job get like, was it just, was there, was there a discussion over it? Did you just move into an office? Like what was the process like of finishing up and then becoming a coach on the staff? Yeah, that was hard. It was really hard to become a coach and, you know, and not want to hang around the players and not be with the players. And, um, you know, we had a huge staff. If you can look back at pitchers. So, um, I think we had three guys in my position at the time. It was John Robick, who's with Calipari, Kentucky, mm-hmm. uh, David Moe, uh, Doug Moe's son, mm-hmm. and myself. And we were all kind of like GAs. And we'd just taken over for Bill Self and Billy Baino and guys like that, Tommy Butlers and R.C. Bufords. And, and so um, – didn't really have a lot of responsibility except to come to practice. We, we did some mail outs. We did some things. I was pretty immature at the time. Um, I just remember coach Brown, you know, just helping coach the JV team and going to practice and doing a little bit of office work each day. But 
it was a tremendous year, one, because we won the national championship. But I could sit back with no pressure of being a player, no pressure of really not having much responsibility with the team except to watch and learn. You know, and I do drills. I help with camps. I help set things up. But it wasn't like they depended on me uh, every day. So it was really just kind of a gap year for me just to, to watch and learn and take notes and remember. And you know, I remember that year like it was yesterday. Um, all the things, we, probably a lot better than I do the, the games that, that I played in uh, just because I was just more relaxed and I can remember I write things down. Uh, as we went through it, but uh, so it was kind of a gap year learning, and and uh, but just a tremendous. Uh, it was an unbelievably fun year for me. Oh, oh. Uh, going from a player. Oh, okay, so let's, let let's let's challenge you on your knowledge of that year because it was really an interesting year, right? There's you played yeah. Kansas. People forget you played Kansas State four times, right? And yeah. and and you played the national championship game in Kansas City against Oklahoma, also from the Big Eight, and so you played OU yeah. three times. Uh, it was a year where, you know, without any question, that was the, the best league in the country. But you guys had this, you know, you started off losing, what, the your, your two games in Hawaii. Uh, and then yep. you had a really bad stretch, I think, to begin the the Big Eight. What what was that season like, and why was it so up and down? Well, first of all, we had um, we had a lot of new guys we were trying to, to bring into the fold. I mean, we still had Chris Piper, Danny Manning, Milton Newton. Kevin Pritchard was a sophomore, and we really didn't have a point guard. Um, Otis Livingston came in, and Otis has done really well in, 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 in the you know business uh, that he's in now. But uh, and our chemistry wasn't very good, so we had a lot of players. There wasn't a lot of separation. We didn't really have a true point guard, and I'm not sure ex- exact date, but we we had some changes in our roster. We had some guys that were on the team that were no longer on the team. We brought some football players on the team, Marvin Maddox, and some guys that were just uh, Clint Normore, just great, great, solid people uh, that helped us win. So at one point we were 12 and 8, um, and we had just lost, I think, at Oklahoma State. And I remember sitting at the front of the bus and I said, Coach, because Coach wanted me to redshirt the year before because he was having trouble getting a point guard, and I just didn't know if it was the right thing for me to do, and I didn't do it. And I, I said something like, Coach, I should have redshirted. And he said, no, Turge, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll be all right. Pritchard's coming along. They moved him to the point. We're going to be fine. We're playing our best players now. And what he did was this, Doug. He killed these, he killed these guys, man. I tell you, we started, we started practice every day with shell drill. We'd go for an hour of shell drill. Ugh. And it was, really, it was really hard for me because I'm like, I'm one of them still, right? And... And, you know, the losers would run the 64, and then he'd be like, that's not enough. We'd get back on it, and we'd do it again. And, I mean, we went from 12-8, and eight and, uh, you know, we lost three home games. We lost the K- – I'll never forget, I was out the night before, I was having a good year, and I was out with a bunch of K-State fans, and we'd won 53 or 55 straight home games. And, and it's Mitch Richmond, and I'm like, all right, well, we're going to get 56 tomorrow. Well, they came in and beat us and, and uh, broke the streak. Um, which was started my freshman year, and uh, and we lost to Duke at home in a close game, and Overtime. we lost to Oklahoma yeah. in a really close game, and then we got to play all three of those games, all those three teams in the Elite Eight, Final Four, and National Championship game. Um, but they're all close losses game, and so we were getting better, getting better, getting better, 
And I'll just never forget, he did the same thing every day. And then you know, the day before game, he worked on press offense. He worked on zone offense. And it would only be like seven or eight minutes. But he just he had us so prepared um, for everything. And then he really loosened up. Um, him and Danny developed a, I don't know, I want to say love-hate relationship. Uh, but he, he allowed Danny to like coach the team a little bit more. We were playing music on the bus. We, we, we were really having a, a lot of fun. And we just got hot. Now, we lost in the Big 8 tournament to K-State in the semifinals. A lot of guys were I, – I could have this wrong. It might have been my junior year. But we had a lot of guys sick. And then we just, we just kind of caught fire. Um, there was, you know, an upset. Uh, Vanderbilt upset, I think, NC State. And so we, uh, you know, Murray State beat somebody. And it was just one of these deals where it kind of worked for us up until – uh, the Elite Eight, and then we played some, you know, number one or top seeds. And by that time, and if you look at the scores, Doug, and I know I'm talking a lot, but if you go back and look at the scores, uh, Sweet 16 game, Vanderbilt, we're up like 16-4. to four. Uh, K-State game was a hell of a game, but I think we jumped on them. The Duke game uh, in the Final Four, we jumped on them 10 or 12 to nothing. So all that shell drill stuff that we were doing was carrying over. And... Um, you know, guys were playing with confidence. Coach shortened his bench up until the national championship game. And he didn't, you know, then all of a sudden he played guys that hadn't played in two or three games. Uh, but guys were playing with confidence and we were prepared. And, and, uh, you know, I think the first round was in Nebraska. Yep. Uh, which was close to home. And then, you know, second round was in Nebraska. And we went to Detroit and, and we played out of our minds in Detroit. And then we come home to Kansas City. And uh, we were just terrific, and maybe one of the greatest, you know, one of the, one of the better, you know, top twenty national championship games ever was the the first half of that Oklahoma Kansas game. I think believe it was fifty to fifty at halftime, and uh, just an amazing game. You know, what's amazing about OU in that game, and you mentioned that you know Mike Maddox got in, uh, Lincoln Miner got got a bunch of minutes, and and Keith Harris and Clint Normore, and, and and they they played more minutes in that national championship game. On the other side, and, you know, people for I don't know how much nationally people forget, you know, Billy Tubbs, I mean, they, they would score it. They're running. They, they embraced the three-point shot before anybody else. You know, Dave, yep. Dave Seeger, I think he made seven threes in the national championship game, right? And they had Mookie Blaylock yeah, and Stacey King and Ricky Grace and whatever. Ricky didn't play particularly well. But they, they didn't – I think they only played one guy on their bench. They, like, they played six guys. Yeah. It was yep. crazy, which would be awesome if you're a player, but it does go, it's kind of counterintuitive to usually when you play fast like that, you play more guys. Yeah, it was crazy because first half we went, we hadn't been running, and all of a sudden Coach Brown's just like, let's go, man. And we were running, and of course, Oklahoma was playing into their hands, but in the end, it might have wore them out. They had, God, they had a terrific team. Um, and I think their six man only played like eight minutes uh, in the game. Um, uh, and then the second half, if you remember, and it was one of the best halftime speeches I've ever ever heard. Because you know, Coach Brown was a head coach at UCLA when they lost to Louisville uh, with uh, Daryl Griffith and that group. And the, and the game was in Indianapolis. And he says, "I'll never forget after the game, all the Louisville cars on the highways driving back to Louisville, horns honking." He says, "We can have this same thing tonight, driving back to Lawrence, Kansas. You know, it's our night, whatever, and it's fifty to fifty and." You know, Danny, you're the best player, and you know you're the best player on the floor, and you can bring this home. And it was just—I mean, I remember it like I was, you know, yesterday sitting in that locker room, and we just, you know, we were so fired up when we came out. And then all of a sudden, about the 
I believe around the eight minute mark of the second half, he put the brakes on the game and he started delaying. He actually started delaying with our big guys uh, a little bit. We'd never practiced it. That's what was amazing about coach Brown. We didn't talk about it. We didn't do it. We just did it in the game. And uh, our guys handled it well. And we got, and I don't know if we were losing control of the game during that point, but coach got back in control of the game and he got the game because he likes, you know, to call plays late in the game. Sure. I think he felt more comfortable uh, dictating uh, late in the game, but it was just masterful uh, coaching, uh, obviously, to win that game. Um, for somebody who did not experience the Danny Manning uh, era at not just at Kansas, and he had a gr- he had a very good NBA career, but of course the injury early on with the Clippers uh, probably changed like his career trajectory. If you were to describe to somebody who never saw him play, like this is what made Danny Manning one of the all-time greats, what would it be? Yeah, I think he's one of the top 10 college basketball players ever. So, one, he stayed four years, um, you know, which kids just don't do today. Um, In today's world, Danny would have left after his sophomore year, maybe after his freshman year. Um, But, one, he was a great teammate. He could handle the ball. He could shoot it uh, back then at 6'10". He could really pass it. He could really handle it had a great feel, and can score left and right hand around the basket. And Danny wasn't a great athlete. He was just smarter uh, than a lot of players that he played against. And I remember my senior year, it was his junior year, and we were a Sweet 16 team, but we weren't nearly as good as the, uh, you know, the year before, the 86 Final Four team or the 88 Championship team. And, you know, he would have 25 and 8 at halftime, you know, his junior year. And I'd have 25 the whole Big 8 season. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and he'd go in at halftime. We'd be up 12. And he says, Turge, I'm not shooting this half. I'm going to work on my defense. So I'd throw the ball into him. He'd throw it back out. I'd throw it back in. He'd throw it back out. And I, I didn't want to shoot because Coach Brown would take me out of the game if I shot. And so, and finally, the other team would come back a little bit. I said, come on, Danny. And he'd end up with 37, 38, whatever it was, whatever it took. But, man, the kid, the kid was, he was something else. And, and could score in a variety of ways, and just had great touch uh, from all over the floor. Uh, it, wait, so LB left and went to the Sixers. You went with him, right? Is that am I remembering correctly? That that was the, or did yeah. you go to? Or you went to Oregon first, and then back to the Sixers? Yeah, yeah. He went to the Spurs oh, after '88, right. yeah. And then Roy Williams came, and I stayed with Coach Williams for four years at Kansas. Okay, let me let me start. Let me okay. So Roy Williams inherits. You guys were on probation the first year. I mean, and the, the, the stuff you're on probation for is like some of the most laughable stuff ever. But, um, yeah. okay, so you, you, you play for and coach with an all-time great. And then here comes in Roy Williams, who, um, you know, from the Carolina family, um, great pedigree, but a very different style. What was, what was it like to coach with Roy Williams? Well, um one, I felt bad for him when he got there, um, following Larry Brown and then all the things we were going through. But uh, you knew right away that he was a, a remarkable recruiter um, and great, unbelievable people skills. You spent time with him. You know how he is. And um, he taught me a lot of things that uh, I needed to be taught, you know, uh, how to work in the office, um, you know, how to recruit, um, you know, all the details that go into it. And, if you know anything about Coach Williams, he's one of the most competitive guys I've ever been around. And um, he he had a philosophy. He believed in it. And um, he stuck to it. 
and he coached it every day, and he coached hard every day, and the guy just worked his ass off. I just remember all the red-eye flights he'd yeah. take to California. He was recruiting a lot of guys. He'd come back, he'd fly the red-eye and come straight to work, and and then he'd you know have practice. And The guy was incredible. He's still doing it today, and uh, his work ethic, um, his competitiveness. But he had a belief system, and he, and he sticks to it, and he has a great eye for talent, and he can really, really recruit. And he puts guys in position to be successful. <clears throat> and he has a style of play that's fun, and kids like playing it. So yeah, he was – he was. I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't be with either one of them. Larry Brown taught me so much, changed my life, gave me a chance at Kansas. And Roy Williams really helped me understand this profession and, you know, what it took to be successful in this profession. Okay, and, and I don't want to get too far afield, but I am fascinated <clears throat> by the, the, the recruiting angle of it because – I'll give you my perspective. I'm in Southern California at the time. My dad is a, you know, a, back then was a travel team coach, right, before AU team. And um, I think Adonis Jordan and Alonzo Jameson, right, two, the, two, the two first Southern California guys I remember Coach Williams to recruit. And it, then it became kind of like a pipeline. And his thing to all of us as players was, like, he would come and whoever it was that he wanted, he would evaluate. He would sit mid-court, and you're like, wait, didn't they just have a game last night? And he would sit, like, mid-court at a practice or at a slam and jam game, and, you know, like, he looked perfect. Like, hair looked perfect, shirt looked perfect, <laughs> and he wasn't he wasn't gabbing, right? He wasn't BSing. He wasn't grabbing guys. He was just sitting there and watching, and whoever he was watching, like, you knew whoever the best player in the gym was, that's who Roy Williams wants, and it was, you know, whether it was Paul Pierce or what you know, like you go, or became Eric Chenoweth, you know. But it started with 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 Alonzo Jameson and uh, and Adonis Jordan as 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 yeah. th- those are the first two I remember. Yeah, yeah. Adonis was the one we had to get. There was another kid that he had committed, ended up going to USC because of the probation. I can't remember. If we don't get him, I can't remember. But a hell of a player played in the NBA, and coach had both of them, I think, at the time. And if you've ever sat down with Coach Williams. Uh, one-on-one, or if you've ever sat uh, in a conversation when he's recruiting you, um, it's pretty amazing. Um, he's one of those guys that can make you feel really good, uh, but he's also has a, he always had a plan for you uh, type thing. And um, he, he just he was just flat-out good at it. He just outworked people. He had a motto, if you want something bad enough, you better be willing to work for it. And uh, he wants that on his tombstone. And he just never wants to be outworked. And so he's just done it his whole life. If you know his childhood, what he went through growing up, and all the things he had to do to be successful, get into coaching, the things he did to be on Coach Smith's staff, how hard he worked. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, I used to walk to school six miles uphill in the snow. Well, he actually really did those things. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> he, 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 he really he, he's earned everything that he's gotten. And uh, what enough. You know, it's the thing that's crazy the really good ones, how easy they make it look. Because this shit's hard, man. It, it's hard. Coaching is hard. And it's hard for them, too. Um, but I think for a majority of the years, you look at Roy Williams and say, man, this looks easy for him. Yeah. It's not, but he's that good where he makes it look easy. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. 
the Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Okay, so... um, um... But here, here's the now. Here's the analyst, player, wannabe coach in me, or you know, part-time coach in me. Their styles are so dramatically different, as you point out. Like Larry Brown, you know, you hadn't run all year, and you start running in the national championship game. Then you slam on the brakes and run delay game in the national championship game. Something you hadn't done, even practiced all year. As opposed to Coach Williams, yeah. who look, he's I could t- I can tell you exactly what plays he's going to run. I know out of every first time out of each half, he's going to either trap the ball or trap the first pass, right? Like everyone, and he's going to do what he does, and he's going to sub how he wants to sub, and it doesn't matter. What is that like from for you? Because you're I I feel like in watching you coach, you're much more like Larry Brown, much more instinctual, feeling each game differently. What's that like? Those the juxtaposition of those two styles. 
Yeah, it's they are different. Um, they both work. They're both Hall of Famers. Um, so it just shows you there's so many different ways to coach. And that's really what I've learned. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of great friends that are great coaches in the business, and they all do it a little bit different. But um, probably because I played for Coach Brown, <clears throat> I might coach a little bit more like him. Um, I don't recruit as well as Roy Williams does or ha- haven't been the coach at Kansas or North Carolina. Um, and so I knew I, I coached against Roy Williams. I don't know, I'm like 0-6 or 0-7, 0-8 against him. I knew exactly what he was going to do. I still couldn't beat him. Yeah, nothing you can do. Um, you know, so they, they ran past us. Keep they, them out of transition. That is much easier said than done. Keep them out of transition. Um, much easier said than done. Yeah, they're, they're terrific at that. He's, I just remember, you know, Coach Williams, we'd be right before half. We'd say two for one. He says, you know, he never cursed. He said, Dad Gummit, I want three for one. You know, he just wanted to run all the time. And, uh, but that's what makes him who he is. He's a gunslinger and, uh, he likes old westerns. And, uh, you know, he's not afraid to, you know, to trap and do things. You're not afraid to take chances. Um, and that's what's made him who he is. And, and uh, he's won so many darn games. Um, okay, give me the real Tad Boyle story. You guys played together. He goes into the business world. Mm-hmm. You're you were you were at Oregon, right? It wasn't at, at Jacksonville State. You were at Oregon, and you talk him into becoming a coach. What's what's the real? We're going to have him on. What's the real story behind how it took place that you got Tad Boyle to become a coach, in which he's an outstanding one today? Yeah, he's terrific. What are you doing in Colorado? I don't know if anybody will ever touch what he's done, but. Um... So Tad and I obviously stayed close. Uh, he was my captain. We hung out together in the summers. He'd come KU watch practice. Uh, we just remained really close friends, and we still are to this day. Um, and so he, he was coaching at high school basketball, and he was doing great. He was really successful. And I think he took his team to the Final Four in state in Colorado. And, and uh, you know, every time we talked, he's like, Coach, you know, Turge, I'm happy, but I'm not real happy. He was making – six figures in, uh, you know, in the, in the uh, mortgage business, not mortgage, but uh, in the market and handling people's money. And that shows you how out of it I am. And, um, but he was doing really, he was real successful. And I was like, you know, we made fun of him. Like, Tad, you take six vacations a year. You're always on vacation. Why would you want to coach? And he's just like, well, down deep, I'm not really happy. Uh, So family-wise for him, he wasn't married at the time. Uh, it was a really good timing for him to uh, come. I convinced Coach Green to hire him, uh, and, you know, the rest is history. Uh, uh, I think Tad was with me at Oregon for two years. Jerry Green took the Tennessee job. I went to the Sixers. Tad went with him to Tennessee, and then I got the Jacksonville State job the next year, and then Tad was with me for nine years or eight years, um, Jacksonville, Wichita State. So, um it's an amazing story. Um, his climb from Northern Colorado to Colorado, you know, usually you go from Northern Colorado to Colorado State to Colorado, and he kind of jumped that, jumped that, uh, you know, hoop there. And, and uh, I just remember trying to get him that job. And, and uh, you know, he's done amazing things. He's, he's really, really smart. Um, uh, if you can handle people's money, you know, um, convince people to give you money to invest. You can definitely convince people to give them your child to coach uh, basketball. So it was a natural progression, recruiting and, and, and what he did 
uh, in his business world, and uh, he's just an excellent coach. And to me, he's a lot like Roy Williams. Uh, we're going to do it this way. Um, now he adjusts. You know, they you know they adjust. They switch ball screens, and he's changed over the years. But he believes in what he believes in, and he sticks to it, and it's really worked well for him. You you go to the NBA for a year. You've been it under Jerry Green. You've been under Roy Williams. You've been under uh, and you played for and been under Larry Brown. You get your first head coaching job at Jacksonville State in Alabama. Now uh, that that move eighteen inches from assistant to head coach. What 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 do you remember about you know you're you're running your first practice? You're your head coach of your first team. Yeah, well, I was lucky enough to coach the JV team at Kansas um, when I was 23 years old. I did it for four years, and so I got to run my own practice then. And of course, I had a couple of the greatest teachers of all time, and Roy Williams and Larry Brown. So I was prepared, um, and I, I felt like I'd always I could always run a good practice. Okay, now we started out two and zero at Jacksonville State, and I thought I had—I was like, "This is easy." I got a kid committed, uh, the Hayes twins, Jarvis and uh, I want to say Jonas yeah. Hayes were supposed to come play for me. They end up going to Western Carolina. We're two and zero. They're supposed to call me and commit, and I'm like, "Man, this shit's easy. Why did I wait so long?" Well, the Hayes twins end up not calling. They go to Western Carolina, and we lost like our next eleven games in a row. So I think we were like two and eleven. And, uh, or I can't remember exactly what it was. At some point, we lost 11 straight games. And I realized how hard it was and how recruiting was and establishing culture and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I felt comfortable because I coached JV for four years, coached games. I, I was very comfortable, always had been very comfortable in the coaching part. It was just, you know, growing into the administrative part, the recruiting part. As a head coach, that was all, you know, that was all new to me. And, you know, making the final decisions, who we were going to recruit, how we are going to recruit, how they were going to fit in, uh, that was different. But, uh, you know, we turned it around quickly. We, you know, I think our second class, our first class there, we signed eight or nine guys. Um, we signed a few late when we got the job. Marlon Gurley, Rashard Willie, uh, thank God they were garter sports, and they helped us be somewhat successful. But that second year, we actually – Lost a home game right at the end of the year to win the league championship. Lost by two. Um, or we would have won the league. And, uh, and, you know, Lefty was coaching in that league at Georgia State. Sanford was really good back then. Uh, Troy State had a really good team that year. And so it was a heck of a competitive league. So we, we, we turned it around pretty quickly uh, in our two years. Yeah. You get the Wichita job, and, I, and you, you had a streak. I think you lost your first 11 games, right, of your – at Wichita State? No. No, it was the same thing. We started out we started out five and one. We beat Oklahoma State. It was ranked tenth. We beat our my first game at Wichita State was K State. We beat them with Jim Woolridge. And we're five and one and our only loss was to Washington with uh, Bob Bender and a real close loss. And we had all those games at home. We had K State at home, we had Oklahoma State at home, and we had Washington at home. And so we started out five and one and once again I think it was easy. And we ended, we ended up nine and eighteen, and so we go four and whatever the rest of the way, four and eighteen the rest of the way, and I think we won two of our last three, and so it was an amazing stretch in there where we couldn't couldn't do anything, uh, couldn't win any games. We weren't very good. We knew we weren't going to be very good, um, but we established a little bit of a culture with some guys, and and uh, 
brought in a, a really good recruiting class. And, you know, I think we went from nine wins to 15 wins to 20 wins to 21 to 22 to 23 to 26. We got better every year, uh, like our first six years. But, you know, that was a grind. It was, it was tough. And, uh, but I had a great AD and I had a great president. I had a great staff. And it was a lot of fun at a young age. To, and you remember that league? We had, we had Dana Altman. We had uh, who's uh, it, who's it, who's Doug McDermott. Uh, you had well, you Doug had McDermott. Yeah, Greg, Greg McDermott uh, was at Northern Iowa, right? Greg, Greg, was, Greg McDermott. Yeah. Greg McDermott. Uh, and then we had the uh, Salukis Greg were good back then, right? You had that was yeah. And, and Drake had Tom Davis. Yeah. <clears throat> he was one of the all-time great coaches. Yeah. So you know you were able to cut your teeth going against just great coaching every night. I'll never forget that it was a tremendous coaching league. Um. In the for for brevity, um, how are you? You know, what is it like for you? Talked about Danny Manning stays four years. You've kind of downplayed your own recruiting prowess, right? Because you, you've like you're like your own worst enemy, whether it's at Maryland or even at A and M. DeAndre Jordan, for example, and others that that you recruited, is that now you get to the bigger jobs, you sign some of these kids, but the process of holding on to them is really really difficult. Um, how has it how has it changed you in terms of your recruiting focus? How you put together a team, the ever changing landscape of uh, how long you're going to have the five star kids, and and how much you go after the five star kids. Yeah, we don't sign a lot of five star kids. Now I go after them, and um, especially the local ones, I go after them hard. Doesn't mean I get them. I don't get all of them. A lot of kids uh, haven't stayed home, but we've kept our share. Um, you know, we knew Jalen Smith was a two-year guy uh, when we signed him. Uh, Bruno Fernando, I knew he wanted to leave. We weren't really sure. Uh, but after the first year, you were kind of, you know, like, yeah, he's going to leave after this year. He wanted to leave after his first year, which would have been, you know, really bad for his career. Uh, but guys like Kevin Herter, uh, you know, he's not even a top 50 player in the country. Uh, and then he leaves after two years. Those are the ones that kind of, even though you kind of see it coming, you're not really prepared for it. Those are the ones that sneak up on you uh, a little bit. Uh, we're in the same boat with Aaron Wiggins. I think next year Aaron Wiggins will have a tough choice uh, to stay or leave. Uh, he was you know, not even a top 50 player coming out of high school in a lot of polls. Um, but, you know, because I coached in the NBA and because I coached at Jacksonville State and Wichita State when it, when it wasn't great. You know, I've always been into player development, so it's something we take real serious and try to get better at. But, you know, we're, we're trying to look at really good four, four-year players, and we're also trying to get the great ones. You know, we won a league championship last year because we had Jalen Smith. Uh, and if we didn't have him, we wouldn't have won the league championship. So you need the great one. Uh, we would like to keep the great ones home. Um, you know, and, 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 uh, and if we are, you know, a lot of those guys aren't going to be here all four years. Um you you mentioned you win the league championship. You don't have the Big Ten tournament. You don't have the NCAA tournament. And, like, look, it's been a fight. It hasn't been easy for you at, at Maryland. You change leagues, so there's the lack of familiarity. Um, there's, you know, uh, no matter how reasonable it is, there's the expectations of, you know, what Gary Williams was able to do during a stretch of competing for national championships. But that last year's team felt like, all right, you finally solidified – your program as one of the elite ones in the Big Ten, but there's there, there's no payoff of of the the victory lap in the Big Ten tournament and in the, in the NCAA tournament. What what does that do 
to to your program. I, I know to you, like you're going to fight for regardless of of which. Uh, but what what do you think having quarantine and cutting out the NCAA tournament did for your program, specifically the momentum you guys had generated? Yeah, we'll never know. Um, <clears throat> the good thing is that we get to hang a banner that we won the I thought the best league in the country last year. Now we shared it, but we are still on top. Um, you know, Doug, my life's a grind. I was always really short. Um, and for me to get where I am in life has is, is, is been a grind. But I like that. Um, last year is just another example of, you know, one of my greats. I've only had maybe three or four teams in 22 years that could advance to a Sweet 16 and beyond. And last year was one of them. And it just adds to the grind of my life. It is what it is. Um, um, I do know the last six years since we joined the Big Ten, we've been ranked almost every week of those six years. We had some injuries. Uh, a few years back, Kevin hurt his year. He was hurt. Justin Jackson was hurt. We had some injuries that prevented us from being a really good team. Uh, but we feel like we've been a staple in the top 20. Uh, we feel like we're going to continue to be that way. Um, did it cost us a little momentum? Yeah, it probably did. We didn't have a, a great spring as far as signing players. Um, we lost out on a lot of them. Um, you know, underclassmen recruiting seems to be going well. Um, but life's a grind. It is. It always, it's always been a grind for me. I wouldn't know, If it was easy, I wouldn't know what to do with it. And um, so we'll keep building. I, I, you know, we came here to hopefully win a national championship. We'll do it. Um, you know, uh, 99% of our fan base loves what we do. Uh, we do it the right way. Uh, we have good kids. We graduate our kids, 33 straight seniors. We have five with graduate degrees. You know, I can go on and on. I love being the coach at Maryland. It's a great place to live. Great, great, great public university, one of the great public universities in, in the world. And um, so we love it here. We just feel like we got a lot of great uh, days ahead of us and a lot of great victories ahead of us. And hopefully – we have that one year where everything comes together and we can, you know, do what Gary and his, his staff did and make a Final Four run, hopefully a national championship. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. I got a couple quick ones and then we'll let you go. Um, a coach who have we have yet to mention, and you have, may have no connections with him, that you've either you've coached against or you've watched him coach, and you're like, that guy's really good, and not enough people know that this guy's really good. Oh man, um, well I you know I, I was always a Dana Altman fan. Um, I always thought he was terrific, and he's, yep. he's proven that at Oregon. Uh, you know, I felt that way about Tom Davis. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of some young coaches I've coached against that uh, are doing a terrific job. But, you know, most of the guys at my level are all terrific coaches. Um, uh, you know, Chris Beard obviously has proven that he's a, a terrific coach in a short time, uh, you know, doing it. So uh, I'm probably, you know, I'll probably think of it five minutes after we hang <laughs> up. That's probably a great young uh, coach to get. You mentioned how much of a grinder you are. You have, you know, you have three kids and, and your wife, Ann. So what was yeah. what was quarantine like at the Turgeon household? They were like, they have like, who are you and what are you doing here at dinner time? Yeah, they um, yeah, there's a lot of things that went on in our family I didn't know about, um, <laughs> and I, that I had to try to get corrected. Um, and I know my youngest son was really hating that I was home and, and it was ready for me to go back to work. Um, but I think it was good because you know. Even though we weren't allowed to go to the office, um, you know, coaches, we're crazy. And if we're not working, you know, we're not happy. And so they were able to watch me do Zoom after Zoom, phone call after phone call, you know, work. And then I'd lose a kid that we probably should have got um, that clearly should have came to Maryland but wants to start somewhere else, um, you know. And they saw the ups and downs with it. Um, a lot of the stuff that I left at the office or handled at the office or was on the road recruiting. And so I got to live a little bit of the recruiting with me. And I think they appreciate uh, how hard I work in recruiting now, but um, it's been good too. It's, um, you know, just to realize all the stuff that, uh, that are on my kids' plates, on my wife's plate, 
Um, a lot of silver linings in the quarantine. Um, and we're all ready for it to end and get back to normal. Uh, but there was a lot of silver linings. I think just being around my kids more was, was the biggest positive. All right. We know you have to go. You've been more than generous with your time. I can't thank you enough. And, uh, and, and just so you know, I wanted to go to Oregon. But Jerry Green was like, I'm never leaving Oregon. I got the greatest contract ever. I get the stipulation of my contract. It rolls over. I get this big payout at the end of my deal. And then a week later, he puts on the Tennessee hat. And I was like, wait, what? I was just up there with Terge and Darren Kalish, and they just said, we're going we're gonna to roll with this thing. I know. Yeah, that was all a shock to all of us. But, uh, yeah, we recruited you hard, Doug. I, thought, I, knew, I knew we had you. I knew we had you down. It all worked do you, out. Do you, know the ga- do you know the game that I attended? The Arizona game. It's the only time we ever beat them. Yeah. So, friend, for people who don't know, this was the Arizona 1997 National Championship team. They they yep. lost to Oregon at the old pit, which is arguably the greatest college basketball venue I've I've ever seen, ever been to. And you guys yeah. beat them. I also remember, obviously, uh, hooping with your kids for the NCAA, for the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Uh, Listen, you've been great to me. I know you're busy. I really appreciate it. And uh, uh, say hi to the family, and thanks for joining us. All right. All right, Doug. Take care, man. Thanks, sir. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Wow, what a great talk with Mark Turgeon. Um, You know, look, I, I just, I hope you enjoyed getting to know what makes him tick and what he's about. And that dude is like the ultimate grinder grinder and uh his his team was rewarded or he was rewarded with having a great team this past year it it hasn't gone unnoticed in college basketball at least in terms of basketball people but nationally probably went a little bit unnoticed but he did a magnificent magnificent job um a reminder listen to doug gottlieb show daily three to six eastern 12 through pacific more all balls upcoming we're going to try and start uh pumping these things out more readily Don't forget to download, subscribe, and rate these podcasts. Rating is actually good for us. Hopefully, you give us a good rating. And if you have any questions or comments, you can go to the Facebook page, the Instagram page, um, or you can tweet at me all at Gottlieb Show, at Gottlieb Show. In the meantime, thank you for listening. This is All Ball. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.